Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and I wanted to follow up my previous podcast where we talked about strategic objectives, campaigns, and tactics with another podcast that was similar to that and dovetailed into the ideas that we brought up in the previous podcast. This one is going to be about eight factors that promote success in operations. Eight factors that promote success in operations. And we're going to go through those eight factors and discuss how they can promote success in any operation or project or job or conflict that you're involved in that requires an extended expenditure of effort, time, and material. The eight factors are going to be perspective, maneuver, mobility, tempo, intelligence, surprise, logistics, and leadership. Okay, those are the eight factors that promote success in operations. And we're going to go through each one of those now. Let's start with perspective. Perspective really comes down to keeping the big picture in mind and being able to differentiate between big picture objectives and tactical objectives. You've got to keep things in perspective. You've got to know when the battles are small, when they're medium, and when they're large. That's what perspective is all about. And you've also got to imagine that each engagement, each tactical operation, should not be viewed in isolation, but as part of a whole. So that's really what perspective comes down to. It's being able to differentiate the levels of of, uh, of operations, whether they're tactic whether they're tactical campaign level or or operational or strategic and also seeing how they tie in together in sequence so that's what perspective is all about and i don't think people talk about perspective as as much as they do because people tend to think that it's self-explanatory but i don't think so i think it's not self-explanatory i think very often we see in struggles, battles, or conflict that people get bogged down in this or that and miss the big picture. They miss the big picture. If you want to be successful in what you're doing, you've got to keep things in perspective. You've also got to know when to pass on fights, when to engage, when to withdraw, and those sort of things. You're you're not going to know that unless you have a firm grasp of what is important and what is not. And that's what perspective comes back to. Let's move on to the second factor. And the second factor is maneuver. Well, what is maneuver? Maneuver is when we are we are employing our forces, when we are exerting our efforts in such a way as to try to secure an advantage over the other side. We're trying to extract leverage, whether the use of of power or combat or money or anything, whatever. The things we're talking about have applicability in any sort of conflict situation. But maneuver is all about the attempt to gain an advantage. And I think it's important to remember that because too many people think that maneuver comes down to just maneuvering pointlessly. Okay, The goal is not to maneuver around. The goal is not to run around. The goal is not to dribble the ball around the basketball court aimlessly. The goal is to put the ball in the basket. And you see the same thing 
on the football field or soccer field. The point is not to dribble the ball all over the field. The point is to put the ball in the net. That's the goal. And maneuver is how we do it. But it's got to be maneuver with a purpose. It's got to be movement with a purpose. We have to be mindful of the necessity of securing leverage and advantage over the other side. You've got to be able to gain an advantage. Otherwise, it's just aimless wandering. Okay? Maneuver is not aimless wandering. Maneuver is movement with a purpose. Think of it as movement with a purpose. Movement in order to gain leverage or advantage over the other side. That's, mo that's maneuver. And maneuver ties into the next factor, which is mobility. Mobility is simply the capability to move around from one place to another, while at the same time retaining the ability to keep the mission in mind. Okay, The object here is to move around to develop leverage and create superiority at certain critical points in the conflict which will help us to achieve our final goal. Okay, Maneuver and mobility are not the same thing. They're not the same thing. Maneuver is what we just said it was. Mobility really comes down to capabilities. You've got to be able to physically do the maneuvering. You've got to have that mobility. It really comes down to a technical art that one has or does not have. And that's something you've got to focus on. If you're involved in any sort of conflict situation or scenario, you've got to focus on having the ability to do the maneuver. The greatest plans in the world are not worth anything if you can't do anything. So this is why it's so important to focus on mobility, which is a function of capabilities. The next factor is one of my favorites, probably the most favorite of all of these eight factors, and that's tempo. Tempo is the rate or speed at which we can do things, at which we can perform tasks or operations. And it's so important because the faster and the more quickly that we can accomplish events, that we can sequence things, that we can stack uh, you know, tasks, the greater the chance that we can seize the initiative in what we're trying to do. And when I talk about tempo, there's two different flavors of tempo. There's tempo within an operation. If you're actually doing an operation, some sort of um, mini task, there's tempo involved in doing that mini task. And then there's also tempo involved in stacking those tasks one after another. So you've not only got to get the tempo right within that task, but you've also got to get the capability to stack tasks one after the other in sequence so that you can better accomplish your primary objectives. So that's, that's an important thing to, to keep in mind. Well, the question then becomes, how can we create tempo? As I said, I think tempo is the most important of all these eight factors. How do we create tempo? Well, we can do it in several ways. One way is we can undertake actions either simultaneously or pretty close to simultaneously so that things are happening all at once. We're just swarming over the other side. Things are happening quickly, rapidly, and almost simultaneously. 
That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is by anticipating what the other side is going to do and having a response already to match that or to meet that action by the other side. Anticipating. That's the other way to, to gain and and cultivate tempo is anticipation. And the third way, which is also critical, the third way we can generate tempo is to create essentially a, a, um, a command and control system, if we want to call it that, that is decentralized enough that it allows for fast decision-making. You know, everybody talks about this anti-fragile stuff. Well, what that really comes down to is a decentralized type of organizational structure. All right, and that's how that's why that's important because if you can have a command and control system that's decentralized that has a obviously is is focused on one unified goal and objective, you're going to be able to create tempo much more easily than a rigid top-down structure. And this is important. All these things I'm talking about are important when we talk about media battles, of which there are going to be many, not only in this year, but in the years ahead. And that's really one of the primary purposes of why I'm doing this podcast, is to get out there my views of how we can best meet the challenge of the media battles that will be facing us in the year ahead, in years ahead. So that's Temple. And we've talked about tempo and what are the three ways to uh, cultivate tempo. The next factor, intelligence, is pretty self-explanatory. You've got to know what the other side is doing. You've got to know as much as you can, as often as you can, about what the other side is doing. And there's really not much to say about that other than the fact that you've got to just have your fingers in the pie everywhere and you've got to have a feel for what's happening out there. And you've got to just have almost an intuitive sense of anticipation in what the other side is going to do. Next factor, surprise. Again, should be self-explanatory. And surprise, the, the best thing I can say about that, the most significant thing I can say about that is that it is a product of deception. Surprise and deception go hand in hand. You can have one without the other, but it's much better to have, dece- it's much better to have surprise based on deception than just not. Otherwise, you're just coming out of nowhere, which I guess works, but deception is more artful. Deception is going to enable you to have a higher likelihood of success in the things that you're trying to do. So focus on uh, on surprise and deception. Logistics, the next one. Logistics comes down to getting the things that you need where you need to get them in the right quantity and volume that you need to get them at. And you really can't run an operation without logistics. You've got to be able to manage limited resources because resources are always going to be limited. You're never going to have as much stuff as you want. You're never going to have everything you want. It's always going to run out or you're never going to have the right quantity of things that you need. So you've got to be able to focus in that scarcity environment. You know, Everybody talks about the abundance mentality, but you know what? It's also good to have a scarcity mentality. It's also good to have an, a mentality of scarcity. And what I mean by that is you've got to be able to operate when you have scarcity because in reality in life, abundance 
does not come very often. Let's be frank. I mean, that's why it's called abundance, because we don't have it very often. And you've got to be able to operate in a logistics environment by getting the things you need to get to the place you need to get uh, in an effective way. Otherwise, nothing is ever going to get done. Finally, leadership. Perhaps the factor that ties everything together, leadership obviously is critical. Uh, Without good leadership, nothing gets done. With good leadership, almost anything is possible. I'm a big believer, a firm believer in good leadership. Active, engaged, and interested leadership is what we need and what has been so critically lacking in our country, uh, frankly, all over the world for the past several decades. So leadership is so critical and so important. So these are the eight factors that promote operational success. And I will repeat them one more time. Perspective, maneuver, mobility, tempo, intelligence, surprise, logistics, and leadership. And if you can master these, if you can even have a consideration of these factors, you're going to find yourself well on the way to success in any of the operations that you undertake, whether you're fighting uh, the media, whether you're fighting against uh, someone at school or work or in uh, in the bedroom or in almost any activity that you are undertaking, these eight factors are going to be critical in success or decisive in failure. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. This is Quintus Curtius. If you have enjoyed it, I'd ask you to go to iTunes and rate this podcast on iTunes so that other people can find it. This podcast was brought to you courtesy of Fortress of the Mind Publications. And until next time, I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.